We go through our lives not exactly being the people we want to be. Instead, we become a figment of what others want us to be. And that's got to stop. Welcome to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with your host, Marja. Realize the gifts and capacities that are within you and start living the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's Marja. Welcome. It's so great having you all here today. You're listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. I'm your host, Marja. Make sure you go to marjarr.com. And you may email me at radio at marjarr.com or contact me on Facebook at Resonance Repatterning with Marja. Our guest today is Kathy Hacking, and you may contact her at kathyhacking at gmail.com or go to our website, kathysdragons.com. Our, our topic today is a topic that Kathy and I have played with. Uh, for a little while as far as what genre if you were to label your life as a genre what would that be when I first got was contemplating this idea uh, genre at one time in my life it would have been a lot of the drama the trauma and that sort of life however it's shifted more into um, probably, in a lot of ways, it would make kind of a boring movie. How about you, Kathy? Similar, that I definitely began with a lot of things that were very uncomfortable and not worth repeating. In fact, I made myself feel worse many times for sharing what was going wrong with my life. Yes, isn't that amazing? Uh, and we don't ever stop to think about that when we're always sharing what's going wrong with our life, it seems like we get more of the same. Haven't you found that true? Yes, um, that I equate that for people with setting the GPS, that continuing to focus on what's wrong and to talk to other people about what went wrong in the past keeps your setting on that destination. Yes, and it really does because it's amazing when you start shifting out of that or you start having different expectations of what's happening in your life. It really does shift. In fact, quantum physics and some of the science is starting to back that up, that the observer really influences their reality. So being the observer and always noticing what's wrong with your life can really influence it to attract more of what's wrong in your life or... Uh, what's exciting some people also get confused when they are having a life of trauma and drama that they're having some kind of an exciting life and so because it it does kind of get those that parts of yourself where you think that trauma and drama is natural and it actually can spur you on to action haven't you found that true with some people including myself at one time Actually, I would even say a step beyond that, that paying attention to what sort of movies and programming I'm watching, um, that those pathways in my mind have me looking for those similarities in my physical reality. Um, And so, you know, the movies that planted uh, horror and uh, gory stuff, um, I then found that my dreams reflected that and, you know, just my nighttime 
brain unpacking all of that. And then in the daytime, I was being more vigilant, watching for danger and, you know, who might be (laughs) a big, scary person out to get us. And I really fed into anxiety in my life. Oh, and it really can because you get kind of programmed to look for that sorts of things. I remember one time I had a job where I worked in it that you really didn't deal with the nicest of people when you did deal with them or you dealt with people in very sad situations that are alive. And it started really coloring my worldview uh, along with I was probably watching movies that, that back that up. So I was beginning to think there was no really good people uh, in the world except for the people that I worked with. I, when I left that job, I, I was amazed at how much my typical optimistic attitude had slid to a low as far as expecting everybody I met to not be a very nice person. So it's, it's amazing what we can have show up in our life when we have that expectation. Marja, what do you do now to help yourself get in a good space? Well, what I do now is I use a lot of different tools, depending on on what it is. In the moment, if I'm not in a really good space and I don't have a lot of time, I like to use emotional freedom techniques, which is uh, EFT, which uh, is tapping the meridians, which you really know a lot about. So we'll come back to that. But I will also... Uh, through resonance repatterning, something that I offer and that I can also do by phone or by internet is through that, I have learned through having my own personal sessions with that of different modalities that I can do in the moment. For me, a lot of it is movement or smelling an essential oil. What do you do in the moment when you find yourself struggling? Music is really powerful for you. Yes. And uh, taking a moment to notice how I'm feeling. And sometimes just what was barely on the radio? What did I just hear? Because frequently I'm busy doing other stuff. And if I allow, you know, that language to go into my head and trigger things without paying attention, uh, sometimes, you know, country songs go, you lost your dog and you lost your wife and you lost your house and you lost your job. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty miserable thing to be singing about sometimes um, and even some of the more popular uh, rock songs I've been amazed recently with my my little guys listening and paying attention and asking me what are they talking about I go oh dear this is mm-hmm. this is not actually an uplifting song in fact you know some of them are really creepy and <laughs> I don't want my kids singing along with that <laughs> Right, because music really is powerful. I had a teacher once that said when you sing or listen to music, uh, it gets you closer to source energy or whatever you want to label it. And that's been fun to make up songs. So uh, we have a thing called the clearing statement from Access Consciousness. And yeah, there are some times when I just get to singing the clearing statement. And (laughs) (laughs) my little boy says, Mom, enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that reminds me of that. Just bringing up Access Consciousness and singing the song. And Access Consciousness, I know we have talked about this uh, 
on the show before, but there is a question, who does this belong to? Mm-hmm. And I've even told people about the free app that you can get. Uh, but it's also about returning it to sender because in the moment, when you pick up different thoughts, when you do different things, it might not even be yours. It can be triggered by, as Kathy said, something on the radio or whatever. But there's a really funny, I believe it's on YouTube, um, song that that does return to sender with consciousness attached. And it's all about who does it belong to, but it's done to the old time Elvis song, Return to sender or something i can't remember the name of it right it was which was about a letter yes given to the wrong address exactly but this one is just more about sending it back and it it is also something that can make you laugh i think if you find things that can make you laugh or like you said with the clearing statement song something silly something whatever that can also shift your mood Mm -hmm. so yeah And then your mood actually really does have a large impact on the choices that you make for the day. And it is a cumulative effect kind of thing that if I allow myself to be in a funk for more than a day, it rolls into the next day. And there are so many choices, um, in particular for procrastination, that get me in a pattern of not doing much and not choosing my life, creating what I would actually like to have. Um, versus if I, I, you know, be present with it, like, okay, I'm in a weird space, acknowledge uh, the things that I know that got me there and maybe do some tapping. Um, do you want to do a little bit of tapping? With the- oh, yes, we can do a little bit of tapping. Uh, you'll need to make sure that you explain it since people can't see mm-hmm. you. Um, (laughs) Okay, Uh, so there are acupressure points throughout the body, and you don't need to know particularly which meridians those are on. If you want to study, there's a lot out there. Traditional Chinese medicine is where we found those. And on the side of the hand is a general starting place. It's called the karate chop point. And so you just tap there gently, lightly, And you could say something along the lines of, even though I'm feeling weird and funky today, I know that I am actually safe. And you want to bring in some balance of what's going on with what you actually know is true. Because frequently there's a cognitive dissonance there. So even though I don't want to get out of bed and I don't want to get dressed today, I know that I am actually in a good place. And And if you're not in a good place, don't say you are. Start with where you're at and acknowledge what's true for you. But the majority of the people um, are physically safe. You're um, not in current danger. Right. And one thing I'd like to say, and and while you're doing this, you're still tapping that karate chart Mm -hmm. point. And it's generally about three rounds of that setup with the karate chop point and tapping the side of your hand while you say, you know, even though this thing is going on, even though I'm really just depressed about the weather and I don't like how overcast and gloomy it is, I know that physically I am well. And you can take a deep breath 
And then you would tap through the points either on a specific reminder phrase or continuing to talk about things. I like the continuing to talk about things. I find that you will hear yourself say something that is uh, more uh, of a charge on it and has a zing there and that's your real topic. So the points, uh, the beginning of the eyebrow, you would continue with you know what, I'm just not feeling right in the side of the eye on the bone. I don't even want to get out of bed under the eye. It would be so much easier to just go back to sleep under the nose. Life is difficult. Under the lips, on the chin, I don't even want to try. Uh, down on the collarbone where a tie would fall if it, you wore a tie. All this work, and I never seem to get anywhere. And then under the arm on the side of the rib cage, I don't know, I just want to go back to bed. In the top of the head, it seems like a good day to stay in bed. And deep breath. <sighs> and you would reassess what's going on for you, how are you feeling, and you could continue tapping through the points on those rounds, whatever uh, was the actual thing that stood out to you as, oh, you know, I don't want to go to work because I haven't felt like I'm being acknowledged. Or, you know, I don't want to get up and get dressed because I'll probably choose the wrong thing to wear. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. It can, yeah, can it's be a many really things. personal thing. Yes. And one of the things that I'd like to tell everybody listening is you can go to Kathy's website, kathysdragons.com. She actually has a page that will explain this in writing as far as where you tap. And also she selected a video that is really good to help you learn how to do this. And the other thing I'd like to mention is some people get an instantaneous release the relief when they finish the tapping like we did at the end. And other people, I, I'm one for example, sometimes mine's a little bit delayed. I can't even say how long, but it's usually somewhere between, well, up to about five minutes before I notice there's a difference, but I'm not really looking for it. Once I tap, I just know that things will shift for me. So just wanted to add that from for my experience with EFT and I really do invite people to learn more about it. It's a really neat process and it really can be adapted to any situation. And that's one of the things that actually stops people frequently is that they learn it for a particular use, like relieving pain or dealing with a phobia. And then they forget, oh, I could use this for test anxiety. I could use this for going to sleep. I could use this for all the things. Um, Your life is a tappable issue. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And what I like about EFT is it brings you back into balance. It doesn't really... It just helps you make better choices because one of the things that I've used EFT for a lot is I, I, a while back, I was diagnosed with panic disorder, which is all the anxiety disorders put together. And also there's a suspicion that I have PTSD. Um, It hasn't been fully diagnosed, but a few therapists that I've worked with uh, suspect that that's at the, the root of the anxiety and 
emotional freedom technique when the anxiety surfaces is such a great tool to have. Mm-hmm. Because it'll bring you back to, to balance. Everybody. What's yeah. that? I recommend it to everybody. Oh, yeah. And for any use. Uh, and uh, see, I was one of those ones like uh, you were talking about. At first, I just used it for anxiety. I never thought about being able to use it for other things until I was around people like you and a couple other EFT practitioners where I started realizing there was a wider scope for it. So don't limit yourself to just one when you play around and learn about EFT because it can help so much uh, as far as helping you be more balanced so you can get out of bed if you're having a day that you're not feeling like it. So would would you like to add anything else to that, Kathy, on EFT before we go to break? I've been loving sharing it with small children. Um, They're much more willing to just be present with what is and say mm-hmm. how they actually feel. Mm-hmm. And it does work if you don't have any words. But giving tapping to small children lets them have something they can do even when I'm not around. Well, what I love about giving anything to small children and what I've noticed is you give a tool to an adult and they don't always remember to use it. Mm-hmm. It's like they forget But when a a child is taught something that helps them in the moment, it's like they remember it easily because they haven't had years of practice of not having it. Mm -hmm. So they will go to things that are are good for their systems, will change their energy a lot quicker than most adults will. So Sometimes, true, we are learning to be more childlike. Definitely. So that's one thing I recommend to anybody. If you've got a healing modality or a modality that shifts it or you know EFT, teach it to the children around you because they'll go, they'll take it and they'll run with it and they'll have a much easier life. It looks like we're coming up on break. So we'll see everyone on the other side of two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. If you're lost in the dating world and need GPS, if you're stuck in dating hell and can't get out, if you're in need of a dating intervention, then Done Being Single with host Trevor and Robbie Sharp is your lifeline to love. From hookups to happily ever after, learn how to navigate single life and find the one. Tune in to Done Being Single Saturdays, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to tackle the rules of business? You may think you're doing everything by the book, following your own best practice beliefs, bringing in endless consultants, only to find that your business is not moving forward. 
That's where you need to stop and figure out where things are going wrong. Enter Business Rules with host Peter Feinstein. Peter and his guests will break it all down for you to help you and your business succeed. Listen Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. In the new book, The Lightness of Choosing You, international best-selling authors write about the journey to knowing self, trusting oneself, and making choices that alter reality as we know it. What happens when you choose fresh starting today? Marja has been featured as one of the contributors. She invites you to visit MarjaRR.com for a link to obtain your own copy of The Lightness of Choosing You. The book is also available through Amazon and other online bookstores and retailers. Pick up your copy and make new choices in alignment with you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. And we're back. When we were talking on break, Kathy brought up a good point before we move on to uh, the what we want to talk about in this segment is when you teach a child a technique like EFT or anything that will help them and you happen to be around that child like if it's your own child or a child you're with a lot they will remind you to do stuff when they see you having a bad day or having issues so that's kind of the side benefit of an adult teaching a child something this positive form is they will help you remember. So we'll move along from there. And one of the things we were talking about was the GPS and your internal knowing. One of the things that I see people, and I think Kathy does too, is people think they're stuck where they're at. Like say their genre is a a horror story. They don't know what to do to change it and they think that their life always will be. However, there are some tools and some questions you can ask to help you step out of whatever it is that's showing up in your life that you're not really loving. So, Kathy, would you like to share some ideas about how you change your internal GPS so that you can go to a different location? Uh, For me, a large part of it has been the acknowledging what's actually going on for you and how you actually feel. Um, That when I I sit down to get clear with myself and writing it out on a piece of paper is really just beautiful. Um, At one point uh, in bringing up all my stuff and working on healing my life so that I could feel functional as an adult, I wrote out a long list of all the things I was disappointed and upset and angry about for my childhood. And 
more than half of them were about my dad. And just so happened that week he came through town and there was a minute there when I was considering giving him that paper. And I was still very angry. And right at the last moment, it dawned on me that all of those sentences started with I I feel, I remember, I hate that this thing happened. And I, as I was contemplating giving him that sheet of paper so he could know how upset and hurt I was about all of those things, that they were my things. And it really would not be kind to, you know, dump that on him on his way out the door. Um, (laughs) And which isn't to say that there, you know, aren't things that could be discussed with another person but that starting place of okay what is mine what is my interpretation of all of those events and how have I taken these things and filed them away under a heading a category of uh, abandonment and abuse and I have kept them in that folder and The tapping in particular was one of the first things that gave me space to be with it and to let it be in the past and, you know, not be running in my background as a currently ongoing thing. Because when we um, are very intimate with our bad memories, our painful memories, it is like running the show in the background and expending a lot of energy in keeping it alive and really... You know, if you think about just expenditure of electricity in your house, if you've got lights on upstairs and a movie playing and nobody's even in that room, why are you doing that? (laughs) Um, Because you really could go shut it down and have that energy, have that investment for something you'd actually like to create with your life and I've been seeing that over and over again that is one of the massive benefits for being present with what has been your reality acknowledging what has been true is that you can make a new choice Um, if you have a GPS running in the background telling you directions for how to get to somewhere if you've already gotten there and that is no longer your destination it's really just a distraction for you when it keeps saying, you know, at the earliest convenience, make a U-turn, that getting present gets you a clearing, a space where you can choose a new destination and choose a new target for yourself. I really like that because I know a lot of times when sometimes people, and they're usually closer friends, they start finding out a little bit about my life story because they ask certain questions. And a couple of times, especially in the last three or four years, people have wanted to start feeling sorry for me. Mm. And I will just look at them and I said, but you don't understand the gifts that it gave me. Um, Because I'm really not caught up into what happened to me. As far as emotionally goes, in fact, now if people ask details of my story, so to speak, I can I can say it, but I'm not emotionally attached to it. I know I'm not living that anymore. So, and I have to say, don't try to start with looking for the gifts and the blessings. Oh, definitely, that's a hard thing to do. Don't don't start there. That's really (laughs) painful, actually. If you're in the middle of your stuff and you have not fully acknowledged how hurt you were or Mm -hmm. how greatly that impacted your being, 
um, if you jump to trying to put a silver lining and sugar coating on things, that's hmm. just uh, sugar wrapped crap. Yes, and, and, and don't <laughs> don't shift it or change it because for me to be able to get to the point where I can acknowledge the gifts that it gave me and the things that it made stronger in me, I I went through quite a bit of therapy. I went through. Um, all sorts of different uh, stuff that you could probably imagine with diagnosed with panic disorder. And I had to really start really working on myself before I could get to that point, which that's what led me to a lot of the tools that I work with now, because I not only work with them with, with people and clients that I see, I also work with them with myself. And I know you do too, because you both of us, value the tools that we share with others so much we use them all the time in our lives yes so and we've learned that we could change our target and we can change our destination but it's not by sugar coating that's a really good point but it's also about being willing to shift out of there being willing to not be stuck there and starting to ask questions uh um what else is possible in this mm-hmm. you know what and- different choice could i make And looking inside yourself, am I the person that carries this and holds this my whole lifetime? Mm Because you certainly have that choice to be impacted and to be the person in your group, in your family, who is the victim and the martyr. And if that works for you, acknowledge that it works for you. There are places and spaces where people have created their whole lives around, well, this horrible thing happened and, you know, accidentally or, you know, inflicted through a perpetrator. And if that is really a root story for you, don't jump on pulling that out. Don't topple your whole reality. (laughs) Work on the smaller things and get yourself some experience with having tapping move an issue for you. Um, Mine, a big one for me was arachnophobia, actually, that I had to keep choosing. Okay, tapping helped with this and every time another aspect of that came up you know there was a different spider doing a different thing (laughs) that Uh freaked me out Um, I would choose to tap until I could get myself clear-headed and breathing and uh, back to a resourceful state and so arachnophobia didn't disappear in one session Um, In fact, it was probably over about four months. But even that, to say that I went from frozen in panic and hardly breathing, um, you know, people would look around and say, oh, where's the spider? Because Kathy's over there pale and frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And really immobilized by that. And at that time, I didn't have any cognitive reason why it was such a big thing for me. But as I got the tools of tapping and started to use it, and of course we started with no spider present (laughs) with the beginning rounds of tapping, just my thinking about it was enough to bring up a lot of anxiety. And go ahead and tap right now if any of that is upsetting. Even though, yeah, even though this thing is really a problem in my life, 
I I can hear from other people that they're doing okay. They are not having this panic attack. They are not having the phobia that I have. And so I have this data and this evidence that maybe there's another option. And that's a great place to start with the tapping is, you know, I'm having this reality and I'm seeing other people have something different and maybe there is another choice. I'm willing to entertain the possibility that there is another way of doing this. Um, besides the GPS, there's another um, imagery thing that if you think about a cookbook, um, you probably inherited from your family a good long list of ways to do particular things. And if you like what's been going on for you and you like, you know, you look at your parents and siblings and cousins and all that and you are proud of the lives that they have and you would love to pattern your life after their lives, great, keep using that cookbook. And if you would like to do something different, you back up for a second and say, oh, there is more information available to me. I know there are other families with other cookbooks and I could try something outside of the list that I've been given. And it might take a minute to get that data and you might need to call in um, a guide, a coach, or a friend to be with you and even just have a conversation while you tap because they'll help you see things where you've painted as black and white that they go, well, I don't think that's true. (laughs) Um, You actually, Marjorie, did that with me quite a lot um, years ago. Mm-hmm. When I had my third child and I thought I could either be home or keep working. Oh, and yes. <laughs> I was in that either or I have to choose to be home with my child or go back to work. I can't do both. And <laughs> I don't know how many times you said it. Um, I don't think that's an either or, Kathy. <laughs> Before I actually could hear you that I had other choices and options and that it could be an ongoing creation. And that all by itself, your life is an ongoing creation. This is a thing that you get to make adjustments as you go along. It's not a one shot, oh, I decided I was be a chiropractor and now I have to be a chiropractor because you know I put all this time and energy into it and by the way I'm not a chiropractor but that was the (laughs) example that came to mind when the reality is no you don't you are the one and the people around you may expect you to continue doing and being who you have been but there's another space there where you have a choice to make and you could reinvent yourself and reinvest your time and your energy into being who you would like to be. And no, you shouldn't do wholesale burn down reality and (laughs) start from scratch and leave everybody behind. Um, If you think that that is true, I would invite you to tap on that, this idea that You have to go cold turkey and abandon ship to get in another direction. Um, One of the things I loved hearing from Dane here a long while back was that it takes time to change your trajectory. You've gotten where you're going at the rate you're going over many years. And so even choosing 1% of sustainable change A little alteration will help to begin to alter where you're headed. And 
it's just a beautiful thing to be willing to make those changes. Well, one of the things that I notice, like you use the example of a chiropractor, when people um, have gone and like they've gone to school for a certain thing and they've, they've done whatever that is, but they're finding themselves bored and restless and they're having a hard time giving up that because of that, I invite people to actually look at what was that a stepping stone to? You know, mm-hmm. it's not a wasted thing. It provided you with whatever it was for a while. You learned what you wanted to learn. Uh, how can you incorporate what you learned into the next phase of what you want to do? In our society, we are taught in a lot of ways, once you make a commitment, you've got to st- stick with it. But is that really true? I've seen more unhappy people that are miserable because they're st- stuck in that belief. And if you find yourself stuck in that belief, that could be something you could tap on. It could be something that you talk to somebody else with. It could be something that you see a therapist for. I know with resonance repatterning, oftentimes if a person chooses to shift certain things there, that's a simple, easy way to do it also. There might be many different ways that can help you step out of that to see that you really do have more choices and possibilities. Because in my way of thinking, and what I hear from most people, is people really don't realize how many choices and possibilities there are because they're stuck with tunnel vision because of what they've been told to do uh, on that, or what is a family pattern on that, the family expectations that they have bought into. Haven't you found that also what has shown up for you with other people as well as yourself? Right. Um, We do a lot, unintentionally usually, (laughs) to keep each other in little boxes, to keep each other supporting. And that's really an amazing question to ask somebody is, what would you actually like to do? Who would you actually like to be? Um, I had an example a couple years ago working with a young man who um, was training for basketball, really, um, oh, what's the word, Uh, putting on a lot of time and energy, and he had done for several years, and he was getting to the end of high school, and, you know, it was about time recruiters were going to see him, and he kept injuring his ankle, and, you know, missing games and having problems, but then he'd get better, and they'd put him back out there, and he'd do really, really well, and everybody would, you know, be so proud of him, and, oh, you're going to go pro, and and he'd injure his ankle, and so when I worked with him, there was this space of asking, hey, was this a dream you had when you were nine years old? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I really, I really saw those pro basketball players and thought that was the most amazing thing that I could ever do with myself. And I said, and now that you're here on the edge of it, is that still your wildest, brightest dream? And he said, no. And his dad happened to be sitting there and said, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I've been getting you up early and driving you to all these practices and signing you up for all these, you know, summer camps for basketball training because I thought that was still the best and brightest thing in your heart. And 
oh my God, I'm so sorry. And, (laughs) you know, so that was a huge, that having that third person there to ask questions um, and do some tapping with them. And I did some other modalities to help him with his ankle and his body and, you know, reconnecting with himself so that he could have that clarity to know that his body was helping him out. <laughs> his body yeah. was doing the kindest thing. Like, oh, you want out of this and you, you won't tell anybody? Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll find a way. <laughs> and it's amazing how that can happen. But uh, right now we're coming up on break. So we'll see you on the other side of two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. In the new book, The Lightness of Choosing You, international best-selling authors write about the journey to knowing self, trusting oneself, and making choices that alter reality as we know it. What happens when you choose fresh starting today? Marja has been featured as one of the contributors. She invites you to visit MarjaRR.com for a link to obtain your own copy of The Lightness of Choosing You. The book is also available through Amazon and other online bookstores and retailers. Pick up your copy and make new choices in alignment with you. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Don't you just wish sometimes that life could come with a do-over button? We'd probably use it a lot more than we think. What if there was one do-over button you could use each week? Make that place the Voice America Empowerment Channel for Code to Grace, the empowered women's guide to life with host Marilyn Mosier. Marilyn and her guests will help you find the key to break free from the chains of your life and start anew. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. And we're back. Where we're going to go on in this segment is I'm going to start out by asking everyone who's listening to just answer this for yourself. 
Are you living the life that you chose or are you living the life that other people told you was what you needed to do or what you were supposed to do? It's just a question to ask. It's like a young lady I knew, I shared this a while back, that she was going to law school because of her parents' expectations. And she finally had enough courage to tell them that's where, not where her heart was. And she finally checked into her own inner knowing. However, if she knew that way before that. And how many times have you chosen something for your life to do something because you're fulfilling other people's expectations? And do you even know what it would look like to follow what you know is best for you? What we're going to explore here is some of those ways to help you discover maybe what are some of your better choices for your life, not for somebody else's life, because remember, that's their life, but just for your life. What would be something you'd like to add to that, Kathy? I actually have been finding that there's a space of clarity, uh, authenticity, and congruence within yourself that when you choose that and you start making choices for your life that are a contribution to creating your future and generating the life you would love to be living, that you find out the people around you were also pretending. They were also going along because they thought you were happy and oh, but that, back making up themselves just, yeah. miserable. Mm-hmm. Back up just a second. I, I, I wanted to start with how do you start making those choices? How do you know? To sit on that, because I agree with what you just said, but, mm-hmm. but that's after somebody's already okay. started to make them. Okay. Um. Well, the tapping was a tremendous good tool. Um, spending time going out in nature, but if you can't go out in nature, uh, sitting down and playing um, nature music can help you connect with who you are when you're outside. Um, We often do a different breathing pattern. And so choosing to take time and do breathing is actually an amazing change for your brain when it's getting enough oxygen. And yes, if you can go out for a hike or a walk and breathe outside, wonderful. And even inside, um, taking a couple minutes to do some kind of focused, intentional breathing. Uh, what I also like, yeah, mm-hmm. excuse me, didn't mean to interrupt you. But what I like to also like to tell people is, it, in the best of all possible worlds, who and what would you choose? Yes. You know, if you took out that everything was possible and you could choose anything you want, because that can start helping people also know. And actually, going out in nature and connecting like that, if you can, or listening to that, then asking yourself that question yeah. would probably really make that question even more powerful because it would start to help people start to see where they really would like to go. So one line of questioning that triggered things for me a while back was if I was being me, where would I be? If I was being me, who would I be? If I was being me, when would I be? And even that one that, you know, seemed like, what did you mean to say that? Brought up things for me and, you know, had me look at, oh, 
I've got this uh, kind of romanticized version of a little part of my life where oh that was when everything was great and as long as I kept that as a wistful memory of the past it's in my past versus Uh if I ask questions about okay what was that who was I being who was I with what was I choosing what was happening what was the actual quality of things in that little uh, it's probably about four months of my life that I can choose things in my now to create those outcomes. If I'm willing to ask the questions and be present with, oh, what did I appreciate? And what was I doing with my time and my energy? And what was I enjoying? And how could I have more of that now? And no, it doesn't mean drop everything. And if you are already committed to something, we're not telling you to just stop all of that, but to add to your life the quality of things that shifts it so that you enjoy your time. And then, you know, when you do show up for the things that are commitment or obligation right now, you've filled your own reservoir. You've taken care of the nurturing and nourishing of you by spending time doing things that replenish you. And yes, and not only that, but then you start to learn to ask different questions. Uh, like if you feel like you're in a long-term commitment, let's say like with a job or a career, you can start asking yourself questions, is that really true? Or is there something here that I can change about what I'm doing now that would make this more rewarding for me? There's all sorts of different questions rather than the scorched earth like you were talking of burning everything down and starting right. over. Because sometimes um, it's just maybe something just needs to be adjusted, but you've never stopped to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Maybe like if you were the chiropractor that felt like you were being pulled to something else. Maybe if you just added something to your practice. Or maybe if you just changed up, like worked two less days and did something else um, to either create an income or that was rewarding in your life. It's not necessarily change everything or, or, you know, walk away from it. It's like, well, what would make this work for me? What would give me more, uh, fill up my reservoir? And there's an interesting thing to remember also that when we choose an act of creation, uh, something that is beneficial for our heart and our soul, that it doesn't have to immediately directly generate income Mm -hmm. to be beneficial to us and to increase where you can make money in other places. Um, There are a lot of things I know that I've resisted over the years because, oh, well, I need to work more and I have this bill to pay. and, And that's actually backwards to if I was enjoying myself a little bit more, if I did take a minute to relax and go out and do something for fun, that when I come back to my work, I can be more present and efficient and actually get the thing accomplished. And sometimes even more than that thing. That's one thing that Mm -hmm. I've noticed is when I'm willing to take the time for myself, when I'm willing to choose fun or something that feels uh, good to me, I am so much more efficient and I get so much more done because it's like um, my brain is clear. I know one uh, point of something I did a lot of work years ago helping people with clearing clutter, clearing space. And when you look at the whole house, yes, it's overwhelming. Don't do the whole house. 
work on an area, pick a space, like one countertop, and set a 20-minute timer and say, for 20 minutes, I'm going to be right here and do what I can do right here. And then I'm going to get back to my life. And that's a manageable chunk to be present for that long and to get something done. And if you will do that even once a week, it's a different habit. It's a change in the routine that was just accumulating things. And then you you begin to make headway and those little changes like, oh, I can see the countertop over here now uh, really has a psychological impact for you. And as you make space in your physical world, you get emotional space, too. Um, Actually, a lot of what I did with people was the tapping for the emotional things that came up when they started to go through the physical objects, because that was really the big what was stuck was the emotional content that they didn't feel big enough to be with, present with on their own. So yes, yes, reach out and have someone be with you um, if you need that. And not only that, but there's so many things and people to choose from. It can be everything from a really good friend that you trust to uh, a therapist that comes highly recommended or that you know and trust already to People that offer different uh, healing modalities and energy modalities like EFT, Theta Healing, Resonance Repatterning, which I offer, uh, and Access Consciousness. I know they've just done some studies on a process called Access Bars, which Kathy and I both do, um, on how the latest one is showing that it's really helpful for anxiety and depression. As far as the research is coming back, that that really does have impact on a person. And we're coming up pretty soon to close out the show. And before we do that, I want to get back to something that you were touching on right at the end of the second segment about the the body letting the boy know that something was going on. One of the things we're not taught to ask in our body is ask our body. What does it want? What does it require? Because you might be really surprised when you take a moment and each day thanking your body for getting you wherever it is and start asking questions of it, what you, it can help you create. Because your body really does give you signals like it kept giving um, the boy the signal, remember, we don't really want this anymore by keeping injuring his ankle. So start to pay more attention. What would you like to add to that, Kathy, in just a minute or so? Hmm. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we don't Um, have long. (laughs) There is a lot. There is so much. Start where you are. Honor where you have been. The more you will acknowledge what is true for you, what has been true for you, and your body will help you with that, you will see what was the value in you being who you have been and where you have been. And it is that that little bit of time um, being present with all of that that gets you your bearings so that you can choose a new course and a new destination. Yes. And, and it does take time. Be, be kind to yourself, but just start asking different questions. Questions is really what can help you change your uh, internal GPS, because most of us kind of go through our lives just doing, living the life that we thought was all that was available for us. But when you can step into asking questions, uh, 
especially questions like, is this really true for me now? Like for that young man who it wasn't true for him any longer that he wanted to be a pro basketball player. And so it's just stopping and looking and asking questions and not always trying to answer them, but just go with your inner knowing as far as, oh, I really do want to choose something else now. And questions is a great place to start to change anything in your world. But it's not necessarily about looking for the answer on that. It's about asking the question, throwing it out to the universe, to God, whatever you want to label it, and seeing what shows up. Well, unfortunately, we're at the end of our show today. I want you to thank thank everybody for listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being today. Our guest has been Kathy Hacking, and you may email her at kathyhacking at gmail.com or her website is kathysdragons.com uh, I'm your host Marja make sure you go to marjarr.com you may email me at radio at marjarr.com or contact me on Facebook at Resonance Repatterning with Marja and we'll see you all next week Thank you for listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. Please join your host, Marja, again next Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, start to live the life that you've always deserved to live.